0: Hey folks, thanks for joining us on the Extra, little chilly morning here, but we're getting it fired up with our hometown hero, as we do every week, brought to you by Mary Golds. We got Joel on the line. Joel, are you there? I am. How you doing, Justin? I'm good, I'm good. Joel, tell us a little bit about your service in the military. Um, so I served for the Illinois National Guard for about eight years. I was a uh, uh, Lima, a Saxon player um, out of Springfield, Illinois and i really enjoyed my time with the, the soldiers that i w- uh, worked with um and they also helped me pay for my college so it was a great all the way around that's great and then what did you do here in the springs um when i came out to the springs i worked for uh, colorado springs utilities um i recently switched positions and working with a solar company called savion out of kansas city but For Colorado Springs Utility, I was a standards engineer um, for about a year and a half, and then I um, got a different position there and worked in the resource and transmission planning department, so doing short and long-term planning for the impacts of our transmission system to help serve the community. That's great. So not only serving, you know, in the U.S. military force, but serving here really for the city helping us move forward. So, Joel, we appreciate you. Marigolds is going to give you, um, you and a spouse, you can head down there. They're going to take care of your dinner, uh, wine, whatever drinks you'd like, and dessert. And just a thank you for your service to our country i really appreciate it thank you you got it joel enjoy the rest of your day folks stick around we have county commissioner lojinos gonzalez joining us next he is running for mayor should be an exciting campaign and also some good topics for us to talk about as we wrap up the end of the year stick around we'll be right back after these messages hey folks thanks for joining us we have on county commissioner lojinos gonzalez thanks for joining us this morning Hey, thanks for having me today. You got it. You got it. So some of the radio listeners, you know, they don't understand difference between city council and county commissioner and and the role you're serving and where you represent, you know, in the city. So if you could just, or the county, excuse me, if you could just go over that, that'd be great. Sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so a lot of people have no idea what the county commissioners do, and there's five of us. Uh, We represent a district, each represent a district. We represent everybody, of course, uh, but I am the District 4 uh, representative, uh, county commissioner. Uh, I represent the south and eastern portions of El Paso County, which does include the southeast portion of Colorado Springs, uh, and then south and east, so, uh, you know, a fountain security uh, uh Fort Carson, and out east along 94, so everything there. Uh, Peterson, Schriever, uh, Space Force bases, Ellicott, Rush, Yoder, Hanover. Uh, so it's almost nearly... It's about, of course, it's one-fifth approximately of the population in El Paso County, but it's almost half the landmass of El Paso County. So I've got a large area there in District 4. And then we do a lot of the things that the mayor and city council would do from any of the municipalities. So like Colorado Springs, uh, they approve uh, housing and land uh, uh, planning issues. We do the exact same thing, but we do it in the unincorporated area. Uh, Today is a great example. The city is taking care of our uh, uh, snow removal. Uh, Well, the county is doing the exact same thing out in unincorporated. Incorporated areas such as Falcon and any of the uh, the uh, county roads uh, between any of the municipalities. And again, out far out east, uh, that's a great example. Almost all those roads are being conducted and cleaned out by El Paso County crews, public works, and that falls under El Paso County. Uh, and then a lot of the things that we would do for planning uh, or road and maintenance, uh, the things we do that uh, a municipality doesn't do, so your DMV falls under the clerk and recorder that's an elected official, but the funding and the manning is all El Paso County, and so those are the kind of things the county commissioners approve in our annual budgets. Sheriff's Department as well, uh, run by an elected sheriff, uh, but the, uh, the funding comes through El Paso County. And then things such as uh, SNAP, so welfare, uh, clerk and recorders, DMV, uh, all that kind of thing falls under El Paso County and the umbrella of what the county commissioners do for our community.
0: That's great. You've had a lot of growth in that district, right? Out by the airport, and I'm assuming that Amazon building falls in your district there?
1: It does. So the airport does, uh, the new Amazon building, a lot of uh, growth there off of Grinnell and uh, South Powers, uh, and then out east, uh, some people probably heard of Lorson Ranch, Uh, you're seeing growth there, and on the eastern portions of uh, uh, Fountain as well. Uh, The growth is still largest in the north and northeast part of El Paso County, but you're seeing a great bit of uh, growth now there in the uh, uh, well northern part of my district, but the uh, southern part part of uh, transitioning out of Colorado Springs and uh, just north or east of Fountain. Mountain.
0: Such an important uh, place in our community, really, because of the high density of military, you know, and having the infrastructure come in, uh, you know, Mesa Ridge Parkway, the growth we've seen, you know, being able to offer more than just a grocery store. Uh, it's it's good to see the development. And also, you know, with the airport, the airport's come a long way as far as growing. I saw the other day, Sun Country is going to come into here. So it's, it's good to see the growth. I think with uh, anytime you talk about transportation, airport, that's leading indicators of how the city's growing.
1: No, absolutely. And then you're seeing that that growth in the south side of the county uh, is is happening because of housing affordability or the fact that the housing unaffordability in many areas of the community uh, and in Colorado, uh, costs have been going up. And so areas that are uh, uh, more cost uh, uh, friendly uh, tend to be on the east or the southern part. And so you're going to continue, I believe, to see that growth continue in the District 4 portions of El Paso County.
0: Yeah, and I sell quite a few homes down in uh, Widefield Fountain area. It is one of the more affordable areas, and it's established. There's bigger lots down there. People really, they love it, you know, and it's, it's a great community. Um, I don't believe they have a lot of crime down there, and it's a lot of retired military, which is great.
1: Yeah, there uh, in particular, just because of the proximity to uh, Peterson Space Force Base and Fort Carson, you do have a large uh, veteran community and retirees there. Uh, but El Paso County is home uh in- to almost uh, to about a hundred thousand uh, veterans, uh, and so uh, the entire uh, county is military friendly. But that southern portion, absolutely, we love our military. I'm a veteran myself, and so uh, we do everything we can to support our, our our veteran community here.
0: Yeah, you graduated from the Air Force Academy, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, growing up, so uh, I I kind of like to tell my story if, if I got a minute yeah. here. Let's so, hear it. Well, my, my, <laughs> you know, I, I my parents were farm labor immigrants from Mexico settled in central California, uh, basically uh, farm laborers. And then later my dad was a machine operator. Uh, but the uh, manual labor and, uh, my dad and my mom, they, they really emphasized education and hard work. Uh, and so my dad, you know, when I was young and he's like, well, you know, do you want to do this kind of work or can you work really hard at school? Uh, because he, he, he truly believed that, you know, the American dream and opportunity, uh, that if you work hard and get that education, I can, I could do well and do something different than that. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I said I could do that, and I worked real hard. I did get into the Air Force Academy, uh, a very proud family uh, that, that I got in. Uh, struggled my freshman year. But I came from a small, small town, so I didn't have these advanced classes that a lot of you know larger uh, cities might have had. Uh, my community was only 3,000, uh, my agriculture town. Uh, but I did really well my last three years, and, and – uh, uh, was really proud to have uh, when I commissioned in 92, and then uh, I did 20 years in the Air Force. Uh, did uh, a year in Saudi Arabia, six months in Iraq as part of my one of my many uh, assignments in the military, and uh, I did some Latin American work. Uh, so I spent some time in uh, South America, uh, uh, six months in Bolivia doing uh, counter-drug work uh, at the embassy, did some work in uh, uh, other Latin American countries as well. Then I spent two years in Colombia, uh, down there in Bogota in the, uh, the embassy. Uh, and I was the uh, chief of intelligence, uh, and I was, I was an intelligence officer for my 20 years. Uh, I did teach college for three years as an ROTC professor in Southern California, but uh, I was an intelligence officer for uh, as my career field. Uh, and uh, my, the proudest moment uh, uh, in my military career was when I was in uh, Bogota. Uh, we were able to participate with a, uh, a host nation uh, operation led operation uh, but uh, as the intelligence lead uh, we, we <laughs> had a lot of support to that uh, American hostage rescue uh, Colombian Special Forces uh, conducted an operation saved three Americans who had been held hostage for over five years and 12 Colombian hostages that had been I think the minimum each of those hostages had been held was seven years, including a, a former presidential candidate for that country. Uh, so, uh, I mean, seeing Americans uh, rescued was amazing, highlight of my military career. Uh, and, and the really exciting part, that was on the 2nd of July in 2008, two days before the 4th of July celebration. And, and I'll tell you what, the, those fireworks were the brightest I've ever seen, and that American flag at the embassy was the biggest I've ever seen. That's how it felt just yeah. seeing that pride and joy, and seeing something like that in Americans coming home.
0: Yeah, what what a great story, and, and just such a tribute to you know coming from a town of three thousand people. Isn't that what you said?
1: Yeah, yeah, small town. And, and
0: how did you get your eyes set on the Air Force Academy?
1: Uh well you know my my father actually served uh, just a couple years he you know I said uh, between the the manual work back then that wasn't really a big career field it was between Korea and Vietnam for him uh, he served just a couple years he wasn't a, you know he became an American citizen after all that uh but uh, so he had ties he, he he did his time here at Fort Carson uh and so I also had other cousins uh, older cousins who had served in the military as well uh and so there was some pride there and then just the you know, people talk about advertising. I needed scholarship money. We didn't have money, you know, coming from a poor family. And so I was looking at ROTC scholarships. I was looking at regular academic scholarships because I, I was a top performer at my school uh, and the Air Force Academy. Uh, but why, the, the the real funny thing why I chose the Air Force Academy over some of the other schools? I, I saw Air Force playing Notre Dame football. <laughs> right? Can you believe that? <laughs> and, and I was watching that on TV because that made the national news. So somebody talks about, you know, is it great to get this TV coverage? It does because you get people like me who have no idea mm-hmm. these schools are out there, and you see something like that, pride in the military, applied, got in, uh, and then, uh, like I said, 20 years, uh, loved the area, loved the Air Force Academy, loved the Colorado Springs and the Front Range region, uh, the outdoors and the mountains, and so when I retired, I came back here, uh, I did 20 years everywhere else, retired, tried to get assigned here a couple times, couldn't get here, so as soon as I retired out of Texas, I moved back in 2012, uh, and I was a, uh, I worked two years at NorthCom. For a little bit as an intelligence supervisor, a civilian. Uh, And then I had always wanted to give back to the community. One of the reasons I am running, I ran for county commissioner and and now running for mayor. Uh, I wanted to give back to my community, uh, and so I, I became a school teacher. I had done my teaching degree uh, while I was still in the military, uh, and I was a science teacher at Carmel Middle School there on the south side of Colorado Springs. I did that for a while, and then I got involved in politics, and I got elected. And so I've been doing this for six years now as a county commissioner.
0: That's great. And you still substitute teach, don't you?
1: I do, actually, got And it's been a... I mean, uh, probably about a month, but I, I've done, uh, I think, three times this semester, uh, usually one or two hours at a time. I, my schedule as a county commissioner's has always got things going on. Uh, but I try to get back in anywhere in District 2 because uh, that's the, the district I was working for before. But I just want to let people see that there's opportunities for them to do whatever they want. And yeah. so if, if I ever have an opportunity to talk about my career, uh, I usually walk in with a military backpack. So I usually get one or two questions about, oh, what'd you do? And it kind of just opens up a conversation before the, the class starts about, hey, you know, I came from a poor family, small school, got into the Air Force Academy, you can do whatever you want. Uh, and then it, that usually breaks, uh, breaks the ice with the kids and uh, uh, allows us to have a good class. But uh, I, I just like getting in there and doing what I can to help our community and our, and our students.
0: It's so important. I go in and teach junior achievement sometimes. And for these kids to hear stories of saying, hey, you can do anything you want. Look at where I came from. I went to the Air Force Academy, career service, now a county commissioner. That in itself can just totally change a kid's trajectory, just hearing your testimony on what you've gone through.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then. You know, and, and there's so many options nowadays. I mean, whether you want to get that higher education or you want to go to a, a, a trade school, uh, there are so many opportunities. We saw so much during COVID and uh, some of the work where the need was. These salaries have been increasing for a lot of the different career fields, whether they uh, require a college degree or whether uh, uh, apprenticeships or uh, the trade schools, uh, there's opportunity for everybody to, uh, to do well and have a great career.
0: Oh, yeah. I talk with the kids when I go in there. I go, I have a friend who's a plumber who makes more than my other friend who's an attorney because he built a big plumbing business. He scaled it. And you don't have to go to college, take out a bunch of debt. If you do want to and you need to get in the medical field, of course, you need to go to higher education. But... You can do ROTC. You can get. You can go to the Air Force Academy, and there's ways to stay away from that debt. And it's just it's important because I do think in the school system they don't focus enough on the financials, and not everyone has to go to college, right?
1: Right. No, absolutely. And as you touched on there, uh, you know, coming from a poor family, doesn't have the the financial uh, ability to, to get some of those higher education. Uh, 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 without working full time and then trying to do two, three jobs and trying to, which is appropriate for a lot of people. Uh, they do that. Uh, my sisters did that in, in, in nurse. I was able to get the scholarship to help me out. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, and of course that kept me from having to have the, uh, the loans uh, that, uh, you know, as we're hearing about, you know, the last couple of years, how difficult it is for, uh, for, so for, For so many individuals and families having to pay that debt back, Uh, and so, but the the opportunities there, the trade schools, a lot of times uh, they'll, especially in apprenticeships, they'll be paying you to to learn how to get your actual uh, uh, services and uh, certificates and credentials in that career field uh, while you're getting started. So there's great opportunities out there, and I always want to make sure that our our youth
0: uh, know that there's a great future for out them if they uh, just put their mind to it and hard work. Exactly. Folks, we're talking with County Commissioner Lajinos Gonzalez. He is running for mayor. We're going to talk a little bit about more of his ideas, what he sees on the forefront for our community once we come back after this break. Hey folks, a little bit of a chilly morning here, but we're having some great conversation with County Commissioner Lajinos Gonzalez, who is running for mayor and tell us a little bit about what prompted that decision quite a quite a big role you're taking on there you know campaigning I think there's what seven or eight people now in the race you
1: know, yeah yes so, so right now I believe there's seven announced candidates uh, that will likely grow to eight or nine or ten by the time uh, we have to, we get to the election uh, which is in April for the mayor's race and the uh, the city council races in in uh, for Colorado Springs, and uh, we'll get signatures in January to get on the ballot. And so uh, it's a nonpartisan race in terms of. Uh You don't have to run through a primary system, so you could have 9, 10, 11 candidates run as long as they get enough signatures to get put on the ballot, Uh, and then we'll see. uh, I'm a conservative, uh, but uh, you don't have to be party-affiliated or this or that uh, to run. What's the signature you have to get? Uh, For the the mayor's race, it's just 100 signatures of registered voters in Colorado Springs. Uh, The city council races, the three at-large seats, again, 100. Uh, There will be one uh, district race, Okay. Uh, because Stephanie Fortune had filled that seat as a uh, as a uh, appointee, mm-hmm. uh, she, where as she, Richard Scorman was. Yeah, when he when he left, and so that one will have to go through the the process, which would normally just be for that large. I think that just requires fifty signatures for a district race. Uh, and So you'll have a four city council races and then the mayor's race uh, in April, but the signatures will be in January.
0: Gotcha. And so, what's kind of your Take on, you think, the direction of our city, where you'd like to see it go. Obviously, we've seen a lot of growth over the years, a lot of cranes downtown, a lot of good things happening. Tell us what you kind of foresee you know when you're elected mayor how that would look
1: sure uh, and so i got into race because uh, as i i wanted to continue giving service back to our community like i said you know that's you know serves in the military you know county commissioner you know volunteer uh, at my church as well uh... and a lot of uh, other uh, local boards uh... so trying to help our community uh... and so i thought uh, with my background as you know as a as a veteran as a school teacher as a businessman uh... i, I feel like i have a good feel for uh... uh you know, what the community uh, needs and, and, and how to help us continue to move forward because we've been on a great tra- trajectory uh, and want to make sure that we continue that. And so I thought I'd, I I thought I was uh, one of the strong candidates for this race, uh, and I think I am the ideal candidate for mayor. Uh, and so I've been looking at things, and uh, I, I do believe that uh, we should be continuing to prioritize the things that I, I've prioritized as a county commissioner, so people have seen uh, what I can do is uh, – our, our residents, they prioritize our public safety. Uh, they prioritize our roads and infrastructure and making sure that, uh, that we continue that trajectory. Public safety, everybody wants to make sure they feel safe in their home and in their neighborhood. Uh, and we have seen statewide and locally as well an increase in crime. Uh, unfortunately, we've been seeing a lot of... Uh, you know, car break-ins, thefts, uh, and just increased crime in general, and so we need to address that so we uh, we can make sure that our residents feel safe and comfortable in our great city. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we get uh, additional funds into our public safety, so our police, our first responders, uh, and making sure that uh, they're you know we are effective and efficient locally. Uh, one of the things that did come up uh, last in the over the course of the last year and acknowledged by the city and the uh, the then uh, police chief uh, was that uh, the uh, uh the phone call in response uh for somebody calling in uh was slower than average, uh to their peers locally. And so we need to make sure that gets addressed, whether that's manning or training for uh, that department, uh, we need to make sure that they're, they're not below average. We need to make sure they're, we're, they're responding uh, much, much better. And so we want to make sure that we address that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, retaining and recruiting uh, great uh, law enforcement and first responders is going to be vital. Uh, right now, the city does remain under their manning uh, levels uh, that are required and are expected, uh, so we want to make sure that uh, we increase that, whether that in- that requires additional you know, uh, funding, Salaries, uh, or uh, whatever we have to do, we're gonna to have to address that. And I'm gonna look at the books and see what we can do to get additional funds there to make sure our public safety uh, is the best in the state. Uh, and then uh, roads and infrastructure continues to be a priority for our city, and so I want to make sure that we're doing that because residents want to make sure that you know, days like this, that they have the snow removals, that they have uh, good, strong, uh, safe roads to drive on, uh, yeah, and very uh, you important. know. Even as a county commissioner, I, I, I get a lot of calls on potholes. You know, uh, sometimes I get calls about potholes in the city, uh, which we can't address. Uh, I get that over to the city, uh, and but the potholes and the uh, the roads that need to. Uh, uh, You know, improvements in the county, I do get those calls and I get with our public works to make sure that we're better addressing that and making sure that they're getting fixed. And so I want to make sure that we're doing that for our residents as well, because the priorities have always been uh, public safety, roads infrastructure, uh, you know, good transparency and making sure that we have a good balanced budget that doesn't add any more tax burdens to our residents. Coming out of COVID, we did see, uh, you know, families took a hit employees took a hit our residents took a hit there for uh, for their family resources and being able to take care of their family and put food on the table so we want to make sure that we do not increase any more taxes locally Uh, and so i want to make sure that we have an effective and streamlined budget that takes care of the priorities uh, for our residents uh, and not add any more burdens to our uh, tax base here
0: yeah and we had michael allen on you know, about probably two or three shows ago and talking about crime. And it's really a fight for you guys down here because, unfortunately, at the state level, they've become so soft on a lot of the regulations and the laws in place that we have to amp up the law enforcement to just keep up with how lax they've become with things like fentanyl and car theft. So it's important, folks. If you're listening right now, we're talking with County Commissioner Lohinos Gonzalez. He's running for mayor. And I love it that that was the first thing you talked about because the public safety is such a an important issue here in Colorado Springs as we kind of battle with, you know, what's going on at the state level. We see Denver, people moving out of Denver, you know, in the dozens just because of the crime and the issues and the businesses that have been affected down there. So want to talk a little bit more about that and then how people can get involved in your um, race for mayor. We're going to go into a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Extra on KRDO. Hey, folks, thanks for sticking with us. We're talking with County Commissioner Lohinos Gonzalez. He is running for mayor. And, folks, it's important you can uh, look up what Lojinos has done, his track record, um, already being involved in politics. You can kind of see where he stands. And um, if you can go in more depth about that, that would be great. Sure. Uh, thanks,
1: Justin. You know, one of the reasons I, I did decide to run is for mayor is that uh, I believe I have that track record of success uh, as a leader locally, as, and as a as a trusted elected leader with within our community here, uh, you know, good strong conservative values, who always works for the people, and and, and always trying to do what's right for our community. And so I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, one of the things they saw was uh, during the COVID shutdowns, they saw me as one of the strongest local leaders and voices fighting for our community. Uh, so uh, when there was the uh, the shut the state mandated shutdowns, uh, I thought there was overreach there. I thought there were too many generalized blanket decisions and mandates made by the state, which hurt some communities greater than others and and didn't benefit those communities when you do blanket mandates such as they did. And so I, I, I pushed back on that and made sure that we retained our local control so we could make strong, smart, local decisions. So some of the things that I helped lead as part of the county commissioners was getting variances in, which helped our businesses open earlier. And helped them open in, in a, a more expanded way, which allowed them to survive during those early months, uh, and allowed them to help take care of their employees. Well, guess what? That helped take care of our families and make sure that they could put food on the table during those hard several months, uh, almost you know, almost six months there. Uh, and so, and the recovery. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, Colorado Springs metro region was the first to recover economically from the post-COVID shutdowns, and why was that? It was because uh, people and leaders like me and our county commissioners, uh, we made sure we put money. We got some federal dollars. We made sure we put money to our small businesses in forms of grants. They didn't have to repay them to make sure they survived during that post-COVID shutdown era, and were able to recover strongly, so that they could take care of their businesses, and then then they can take care of our residents and our families. And we made sure we uh, we invested twenty-four million dollars from some of those federal funds straight to our small businesses, allowed them to survive and then recover quickly and faster than everybody else in the state. Uh, Twelve hundred plus businesses took advantage of that uh, those funding opportunities to make sure that we recovered uh, and those were things because uh, people could see the leadership that I and others at the county were able to exemplify and I was the loudest voice there and so I, I think that's the kind of uh, leader our community needs and I think it's a, it's the kind of leader that uh, our community deserves someone who's going to be there for them uh, and again I, I think uh, if somebody would like to help out uh, our, our campaign uh, it's uh, Gonzalez for Mayor uh, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z for mayor, all F-O spelled out. Uh, and so uh, I, I asked for people's support. We're doing well right now. I think we're in a good position uh, going into the, the new year and into the race. Uh, uh, I, I think we're going to do this. Uh, we've got a lot of support. I've got a lot of respect from uh, our, our community. Uh, and I think when people look at our website, uh, you're going to see all the successes that I've helped. Uh, along with others here in our community uh, to make sure that this has been a strong, great community. Uh, we want to make sure we're taking care of our family, our businesses, and making sure that uh, this continues to be the great city that it has been. Uh, and and I'd, like to be the, I'd like to be the next mayor, and I think the, uh, uh, I'm the right person for that job with that broad background. That I bring the experiences as a veteran, uh, as a school teacher, as a businessman, and as a successful county commissioner of the past six years. So, asking for people's support again—that's mayor dot com, uh, a Z in the middle and the Z at the end of Gonzalez. And uh, you know, give me a call, send me emails if you got any more questions about my campaign. But uh, uh, I'm good conservative in this race, uh, and uh, I, I really think we're going to be able to do this.
0: Yeah, the small business is the heartbeat of Colorado Springs here, really, and. It was a struggle for a lot of people as they went you know, through COVID and experiencing it for the first time, right? I mean, it's not like you could go back in the playbook and say, hey, what did we do last time to get through this? You guys were having to make decisions on the fly. I think the city, the county did a great job. Um, what are some of the things, you know, if faced with another pandemic, you feel like you guys could have done better? Well,
1: that was one thing. So uh, when we did get out those dollars, because it wasn't something we'd done before in terms of like direct assistance uh, to small businesses, uh, we had to do a, 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 a you know, a process, because you had to follow the rules of contracting mm-hmm. and government, uh, it was a slow process to get the RFP's request for uh, proposals in terms of getting a company, third-party company, to help us review all those applications to the businesses and get the dollars out. So uh, that was a slower process than I would have wanted, uh, but we did it as fast as we could. But now that we've done that process once, if something like this were able to happen again, uh, we could get funding out much quicker because we already have a process in place.
0: There you go. Yeah, it's important to know because, I mean, you never know. We could be faced with this again. And, um, you know, the city of Colorado Springs, like I said, a lot of small businesses is what holds this community up. And I know for, um, you know, realtors and even property managers, it was really a tough time to say, hey, how do we handle this? How do we handle rent? And so I can only imagine at the county level the decisions you guys are having to make on a much larger scale and saying, hey, are we doing the best thing for the county moving forward. Did you feel like you guys had good relations with the state as you were making these decisions?
1: Uh, we did, and, and a lot of that was conversations back and forth. Of, of course, we, ha- we had a little bit of pushback. Uh, you know, we provided pushback because we thought some of the the, the mandate, mandates uh, were excessive, uh, and so we wanted to be a voice to make sure that we opened up quicker than the, you know, the governor had wanted, but uh, uh, we were able to do that in a way that did Return local control, and that happened because of the conversations. And sometimes, uh, some of that pushback was needed. We had to make sure that uh, he understood that the state understood. Hey, some of these things are not benefiting; they're hurting our communities. Uh, and we had voices like me uh, able to get that local control back. Uh, and so uh, uh, they were helpful. Uh, I, I think they were excessive at the end, but our efforts to uh, reclaim that local control uh, benefited our community. And uh, and I stand by the fact that I was one of those loudest voices give our local control back to us because I think we can make local decisions uh, much more effectively uh, than statewide mandates uh, that affected everybody in a way that didn't necessarily help uh, them, but potentially hurt them. Uh, and so yeah. I was very proud of that. Uh, you know, as a, as a mayor, there's we've already talked about a lot of the things we can affect. There are other areas, not quite as much. I, as, a, as a mayor, uh, we don't have direct ties to education and neither as mm-hmm. a county commissioner, uh, school districts control that. But I want to make sure I'm a voice and advocate for our students and, and making sure that uh, they're taking care of uh, our community and that, and that next generation is going to be the next great greatest generation for us because we need to make sure that we're leaving Colorado Springs in our in our county uh in a position that allows them to uh, to thrive uh, yeah
0: it's, it's, it's important I mean here in the community you know each community is different as you talk about COVID and having restrictions that are blanket for the whole state makes it really tough and I think a lot of people are turned off you know politics national level state level it's become so adversal you know and combative really that the city is a place that people can go back and say hey what's the most important politics that affects everyday life it is right here in my backyard in Colorado Springs rather than what's going on in Washington DC so i think people really need to tune in to you know the city council seats that are coming open and also the the mayor's race oh absolutely that the local elected officials are the ones who are
1: going to be making those decisions that affect you directly most directly and that's why local control is is vital and why i'm always going to fight for that and i'm always going to fight for our residents
0: there you go folks one more time here um lojinos if you can give out that website if people want to get involved in your campaign
1: sure it's lojinos gonzalez is my name running for mayor but the website is uh, gonzalezformayor.com g-o-n-z-a-l-e-z-f-o-r mayor.com nzales for
0: mayor.com perfect all right Los thanks for joining us folks um Tom Martino show is on next enjoy your weekend